0: If I do not respect my time and my space, my children will not respect it either. That was so key for me.
1: Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. everybody, before we start the episode, I have an important announcement to make. We are going to start a new feature on the show, an AMA at the end, where you'll get a chance to interact with me and I get to answer any question you have. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. And so if you have any questions around your workplace, things that you want around productivity, managing your team, scaling the organization, or about me or Mindvalley, go ahead and email me the question on jason at mindvalley.com. I look forward to hearing all of your questions and we'll get a chance to interact at the end of future podcast episodes. Now let's get started. Hi everybody, this is Jason Campbell and welcome back to Superhumans at Work a podcast. We are here and speaking about a topic that is so relevant today more than ever when a lot of people might be finding themselves social distancing physical distancing possibly quarantine in their home making sure that they stay at home as much as possible and you're carrying your work with you and we've talked a lot about what are some of the strategies we can have when it comes to working from home but what we want to make sure that we discuss is specifically the issues that may come up if you're having children within the home a lot of schools are closed down the kids are staying at home regardless of their age and now not only have you brought your work into your house but you also have the kids that are running around Is it bad to ignore them while you're doing your work? Are there specific strategies we should apply? How do you get that control back? And is there any control to be had? Heather Chauvin is the CEO and founder of Mom is in Control. She's a leadership coach. She helps parents around the world, especially women, become leaders when it comes to work and taking care of the home as well. And she is in such demand these days, given that so many people have to manage the work-life balance even more diligently in the case of having this pandemic happening around the world how do we get back on top? How do we reclaim our sanity? And what are some of the strategies that we can take so that we have that balance happen again, and make sure that we can come out stronger than ever. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show with me.
0: Jason, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Now, Heather, you've been featured on so many different publications like Huffington Post, the Oprah Winfrey Network, CTV, and, you know, a lot of people see you as a role model of how to get that work-life balance, especially with having kids in the house. How did you get to this point where it seems like you have it all and you're able to teach others on how to do the same?
0: Well, I always want to laugh when people use, like, balance or having it all because I think it's just a relentless pursuit and devotion to finding this form of alignment. So I am a huge fan of contrasts. I understand that there's yin and yang. We have light and dark. We have night and day. And now we're kind of, you know, we're recording this in the middle of our Quarantine when we're being forced to slow down, stay put, and for a lot of us, this is the contrast, this is what we don't want. But we're so used to finding this perfectionism. This, what is that you know, that secret, Heather, to finding that balance? And what got me here to where I am today is I'm a mother of three. My boys are 15, 10 and 7 and I've been on this journey to answer that question, right? What is balance for over 15 years? I mean, I did I did it all, Jason. We read the books, we do all the things, but it really wasn't until 6 years ago I was building my business, I was burnt out, I was looking at my mentors and all the other female role models that I had and I equated success to how many hours in a day that you worked, and success to the go, 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 go. And it burnt me out. And I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer. My life was totally white clean, like the slate was wiped clean. It was kind of my own quarantine where I had to stop. I had to reassess. And I kept asking myself, Heather, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in your life, in your relationships, in your business, when you wake up in the morning and you put your head on the pillow at night. And I had to reinvent my whole entire life from how I wanted to feel. And that was the biggest game changer for me.
1: Hmm. I love the perspective that you chose with regards to getting diagnosed with a stage four cancer is your own kind of advanced quarantine where you actually were forced to slow down. And today, a lot of people are in this situation where this situation has forced us all to slow down. What are some of the things that people should be looking at when they're trying to find what to do now that I have my work at home, I have my kids at home, and particularly you're expecting a slow down, but it might seem like things are crazier or busier or chaotic. What am I supposed to do here?
0: Yeah, there's so many people that I'm talking to. My clients come from all walks of life and most of them are now working from home. So they still have to attend. A lot of them are in corporate, so they're not even flexible with their hours. You know, It's like the nine to five, plus they have to be the mom, plus they have to cook the meals and they have a partner there, but their partner may or may not be working just as much as they are. And there's a lot going on. And for me, The first thing I tell them and the first thing I remind myself, because my boys are literally on the other side of this door, and I was like, I'm on an interview. Please don't yell. Please don't beat each other up. Please don't. But also, I have this expectation that if it happens, it happens. It's letting go of this idea of perfectionism. But another big thing that's been a quick, I don't want to say quick tip, but this has been kind of the inner work that I had to do is boundaries. And people don't like implementing boundaries for some reason. It's like doing your taxes. I have no idea why. They're like, oh, I feel mean when I do it. It is so incredibly healthy to have boundaries. Our children need it. And it's been such a game changer. Having boundaries with our time, having boundaries with expectations, it has been a game changer, Jason.
1: I know for me, like I've been putting together a course on productivity, and I actually am such an advocate of talking about boundaries as well. And when I speak about them, I speak it in the context of setting boundaries with other people living within your house about when is work time and then when are you not work time. And then on the flip side, communicating with the colleagues saying, hey, this is when I'm actually available to work, but this is when I'm not available to work. And this is all sound advice where I fail to recognize the wisdom is what happens when that other human you're living with is a child. How does it change and how do you actually make sure that you're setting boundaries that can be understood by these little humans?
0: That's not a white and black answer, right? So obviously depending on your child's developmental needs. So my youngest is seven years old. So he's old enough to understand when my office door is closed, you cannot come in here and I will be out at this time. And I've even gotten to the point where I will write it a note on my door and have a timer so that he can physically see the timer. Okay. She's got 40 more minutes to go and he can't come in until it's zero. And there's like quick little things like that, that, you can do with your children. But here's the thing. If I do not respect my time and my space, my children will not respect it either. That was so key for me because even my office, it used to be a dumping ground, right? That was like the closet where we put all the other stuff and hide it away. And then one day I looked in here and I'm like, how come there's so much extra stuff in here? because I didn't respect my space. So now when I'm coming into my office, I'm like, no, there's no toys in here. You're not allowed to come and mess everything up. This is my space. And for a lot of women that I talk to, Emotions will come up, feelings of guilt or overwhelm or fear or, you know, I'm supposed to be this way or I'm supposed to be that way. And the expectation, most of the time, it's the pressure that we put on ourselves. So that's where we got to start doing the inner work. That's where I sit with myself and go, okay, Heather, you feel guilty for not being able to close your computer at 5 p.m. today and have dinner with your family tonight. But you are at the dinner table every other night. So sit with that guilt, reframe it, and ask yourself, is this true? Is it true that the story that I'm telling myself right now, no, it's not. You're with your children 24 hours a day, seven days a week, literally, right now, You are not a bad human for having to maybe work an extra hour today or an extra few hours today. It's okay. So we have to stop and start asking ourselves the stories, like questioning the stories we're telling ourselves before we start acting from that place. Because then what happens is the first sign somebody needs you, you get up, you attend to their needs, you become angry and resentful. And then your work doesn't get done. And then you're projecting this onto your partner and your children, every other person around you, and you feel overwhelmed and you say, oh, I just can't. There's no possible way. So that's just one little aspect of it. There's so many other ways that we can start to communicate to our children that it's okay that I have my own space because guess what? You can have your own space too. We don't need to be together all the time. And that has been key working from home and now having my kids home all the time.
1: That's very interesting. And I love how you explain these ideas of boundaries. I think it's so essential and you're right. The inner work, it starts within and then your environment will reflect what's happening within And so I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to this and maybe thinking like, okay, that sounds nice, but if I do that, like my kid's gonna throw a tantrum, or it just seems like when you start bringing in boundaries, it sounds like it might be an uphill battle at the beginning before the beauty of actually having respect of boundaries. How does that dynamic typically play out? And are there anything else we should know in the process of setting them initially?
0: So this is such a good question. One, you're in it for the long haul. So many of us, myself included, we have this all or nothing mentality. You go to the gym once, you go for that run once, you expect to be able to run a marathon the next day. I'm guilty of it myself, right? You're like, I ate vegetables today. Why do I not feel amazing? I drank my water. It's the same thing with these boundaries. But one important thing we need to realize is that our children are allowed to feel their uncomfortable emotions. They're allowed to feel their big emotions. And this was my biggest like trigger when I became a parent, when my son was angry. I totally took that on as my own. I'm like, what did I do wrong? No, he's angry because he's allowed to be angry. He's upset because he's allowed to be upset. He's anxious because he's allowed to be anxious. Now I come from the social work world. So I'm not talking about big behaviors and diagnosis and things like that. I'm talking about the normal human emotions that a lot of times as parents, we're in there trying to protect our children from every quote unquote negative emotion that they feel. And a lot of us have been pushed into this all of a sudden, working out of the home, now working in the home. So expect chaos, first of all. Transition is gonna take a little bit of time and mommy's gonna go into her office for 30 minutes. Awesome. Let them have that tantrum. Feel it. Go in your car if you need to. <laughs> like, do what you need to do. You might actually just be sitting in your office with noise-canceling headphones, not getting any work done because you're so triggered. But what you've done is you set that boundary. The next time you go in, mommy's going to be in there for 30 minutes. You get in there, oh, it might actually be worse. The point is. You have to continuously implement these boundaries so your children know what to expect. Are you familiar with Josh Ship? Jason? Have you ever heard of him?
1: No, I have not.
0: So he's this amazing author. He talks a lot about raising teens. And I will never forget this quote or kind of analogy or metaphor. But he said, raising children is like being on a roller coaster ride. Well, one, we all know that. But two... That lap bar, the first thing you do when you get on a roller coaster when they push it down is you hang on to it, right? You shake it. You make sure that it is going to hold you. That is what children are doing to our boundaries. They want to make sure that you're going to hold them. They want to make sure that mom means business when she says, honey, I need 30 minutes. You can play by yourself with practice and consistency they will eventually get it. But the hard part is being consistent when you feel guilty. You have to be able to sit with yourself as well.
1: Heather, that's so powerful. And I think it takes a certain level of trust that the process brings the goal over the long term, as you said, which is going to create less chaos. And then everybody's going to have a clearer understanding of when you are on work mode. Is that it?
0: Yeah, and you have to be focused on the end goal. For so many of us, myself included, when you jump into personal development, we want the end goal, right? You think you start meditating because you want that mental clarity after three minutes, your first try. We think these things with parenting too, like what am I doing wrong? Why can't I get this right? But the magic is in the action and yes, the consistency. So there is this form of persistence and patience and trusting the process. But more importantly than that, you have to really trust yourself and hang on to why am I doing this in the first place? why am I holding these boundaries? Not only so that I can get work done, but that my children know I'm not going to be at their beck and call and I'm, you know, a safe distance away. So it's so important for their development, but also for your mental health as well. So knowing your why is essential. And as we build those moments of like, resiliency and like, I can't handle this. I feel so guilty. You begin to trust yourself more. So there is trust in the process as well.
1: I love it. And so it sounds like it's a growth experience for both the children and for yourself. And in the explanations you're giving us here, you make a lot of reference that these are big things that the moms need to do. I'd be curious to know for the dads that might be listening, is this the same advice or are you noticing different ways that both moms and dads approach it traditionally?
0: First, men and women are wired very differently. Every parent, male, female, whoever you are, I mean, not everybody is male, female. So whoever you are, you're going to have your own way of parenting, right? It is so, so important that you ask yourself, does this feel good? And one of the biggest things that I receive from women is my husband or my partner doesn't want to parent this way. And I say, just keep being you. But my husband and I have been married for almost 14 years now. And for so long, I thought he needed to parent a certain way. And he was allowed to parent the way that he wanted to parent. But the truth was, as I started integrating this work and becoming more conscious and mindful of my parenting and the relationships that I have with our children, I noticed that he started to pick up on that and ask me questions as well. So, Our children need to experience both the male and female energy in any relationship. The number one feedback that I receive is you need to become the person you most desire your children to be. So men receive it very differently, but it is 100% possible to have a kind, loving, compassionate, respectful relationship with your children without traditional ways of punishment and yelling all the time to get their attention. And whether you are male or female, it's okay. Just ask yourself, what is the relationship that I want with my children? And start asking yourself, what do I need to implement in order to make that happen? And yes, male and female will approach it very differently. And that's perfectly fine.
1: I wanted to end this with maybe some perspective on what are the necessary things that People should be looking to communicate with their colleagues when you are a parent that would allow them to have a better sense of understanding in this current situation and without necessarily being something that distracts the rest of the workplace as well. Are there certain key communication points that need to happen?
0: This is such a good question. So before you even communicate anything, there's something about being proactive instead of reactive, And I think having a general flexible routine is really, really important. And if right now, because what is going on, you have to have your child on screen time for a few hours a day because you do not know how to manage it any other way, I am giving you full permission to do so. But knowing that that might not be sustainable long term. But have some form of routine and then communicate that form of routine to your team, to your boss, to your colleagues, whoever you have to communicate that to. I always say over communicate and have those uncomfortable conversations. And it's really okay to tell people how you're feeling. So if you're not coping well and you know you're not going to be able to work your regular hours, but you might be able to get it in on certain days or maybe you're doing, you know, partner shares with your children, you're like, "Okay, my husband's working Monday, I'm going to work Tuesday or" you're a solo parent, just be honest with what's going on, communicate, collaborate with your team, with your boss, and you can come up with something. But what happens is people retreat, the shame takes over, they don't talk about it, they hide, and they think they can do it all. You cannot do it all. Over-communicate and just be honest with what's going on. But bring to the table as well kind of your plan so that they can help you work around it.
1: I love it. Being more proactive just allows everybody to see that you are being honest, you're being authentic, you're speaking it ahead of time, and then you have a better understanding of any of the issues that you had proactively communicated come up. There's a better sense of understanding in the process. I'd love to close this off with maybe asking you one more question, which is, what is the biggest thing that you're noticing in the shift of people being remote that people are learning in this process? And how do you think in the long term, it's going to shift the way that we operate in the workplace as parents in the future?
0: Yeah. This has been so interesting to watch. So kind of going back to what got me to where I am and the way that I work with people now is that I've reverse engineered my life with how I want to feel. And I front load my day and my week with activities that are going to allow me feel energized and alive. And then I put work inside of there. I'm more productive than I've ever been. I'm more successful than I've ever been. But here's the thing. I have filled my cup up first. And what I'm noticing now is that if people resisted that previously by taking care of their mental health, physical health, emotional health, their relationships, now they're being forced to look at it because it's exploding in their face. And I really, truly hope that if <laughs> if and when it will, it'll go back to normal-ish, we can look at what productivity really looks like because I think this grind eight hours a day, you know, forcing people from sunrise to sunset to just produce, produce, produce is not healthy. It's not sustainable. And so if you're actually empowering your employees, if you're empowering yourself, I have a lot of the women that I work with you know, I'm teaching them these things. They're bringing it back to their team and their boss is like, something's different inside of you. And it's truly because she's starting to lead her life the way that she wants to feel. So I think we're all being shaken up and whatever we've avoided before, now it's not an option. We're forced to look at it and take care of ourselves.
1: Heather, thank you so much for coming and spending a few moments with us, making us understand what are the types of things we need to do as a parent, especially as a mom, in these times that we are forced to possibly work from home and really get a hold on having the kids that are also staying at home and setting these proper boundaries. For everybody listening here, just a quick recap is really making sure that you're having these boundaries that are being set with the children when you're working from home. If you have consistency in the times that you work, as well as having the consistency of the space that you choose to work, it's very essential that you actually communicate that with your children and that you actually respect those boundaries for yourself. And then you actually, when you apply them with your children, know that it is a bit of a roller coaster. There might be a bit of chaos at the beginning, but hopefully you'll be seeing adaptation, but you're going in for the long run. The long run is to make sure that there's that delimitation between the work and personal life. And when you get into that work mode, everybody within your environment understands what that means and what are the boundaries that need to be respected. It's not a magic pill that's going to happen in one take. It's going to take some time, some training. There's going to be ups and downs. But again, over the long term, you'll see that you'll be able to have a healthier environment within your home. And as you communicate proactively with your colleagues, you're going to be able to let them understand what is your current situation. Be honest with it. Be proactive over communicate it and you'll see that there's going to be a better sense of understanding if ever there's anything that happens with disturbances with what's happening with what's at home I think everybody now more than ever are more understanding of the circumstances given that there's been so many of the institutions that have been shaken but what I really love what Heather mentioned at the end is we're really brought face to face with everything we need to be doing from a personal growth perspective Our health, our relationship, our parenting, our work productivity, they are all being put to the test. They're all being evaluated very raw at these times, and it's an opportunity for you to take a hold of it, look at the chaos as an opportunity to clean it up and come out stronger than ever. As we return to the quote unquote normal, you'll see that you'll find yourself with so many more skills when it comes to how you handle your children, your relationship, your productivity, your time, and essentially your freedom so you can feel better and work better in the process Heather Chauvin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all these amazing insights. Is there a place that people can find you to find more information?
0: Thank you, Jason. Yep, they can go to my website, so myname.com. So Chauvin is spelled C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com. And the podcast, Mom Is In Control, can be found everywhere podcasts are found.
1: We'll make sure to include these links in the episode as well. And Heather, thanks again for coming on the show and everybody listening, all the best.